October 19, 2022. It's a lot for Pedro Show.
show happy wednesday brother matt how are you doing excellent another beautiful day in the neighborhood that's right we're supposed to get into the upper 80s today crazy. for middle no past the middle of october yeah, rock sober <laughs> ain't it a trip ain't it a trip but maybe a cool off and through the uh, let's tell people what we heard well, how you doing? Have you been you to some games? Everything is good. I went to a game last week. It ended up uh, having sad results uh, yes. uh, for Dodger fans. But yes. it's an exciting time for Padre fans. Yes. Still so. California. <laughs> <laughs> More SoCal than we are. <laughs> so, and man, they've had a lot of years of dumper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they are. You know, Ray Kroc, <laughs> right? He was the owner, man, mm. right? He'd get on the mic after the game. You know about that shit? Uh. Yeah, why, why am I paying this guy? Oh. Yeah, get on there, you know, a little critique. And uh, he's the guy who bought the Crab Donald's name. Right, right, right yeah. Downey Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. McDonald Brothers. And turned it into that huge trough. <laughs> and then I think his wife owned the team after that. But he'd right, get on yeah. the mic and, like, have hey, the little critique on. out there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we start off the show with Tenor Madness. This is the old time Sonny Rollins got to record with John Coltrane. Then Richard X. Haven, all around me. Brand new stuff. And f- because of those Estonian software engineers with their SCAP invention, we have us with us once again. It's been 1.3 years we calculated. <laughs> Richard X. Heyman. Welcome, Welcome back. back aboard, Richard. Hey, I'm glad to be anywhere, glad, especially with you. Okay. And uh, so what's happened in that 1.3 years? Well, we had a little thing uh, pandemic-wise. Uh, what else happened? I recorded a new album, stuff like that. Okay. Was one in reaction to the other? Yeah, well, how can it help? You know, how can it not help it? 
but uh, I think my my last two albums were during the pandemic. That's how long this has been going on. Whoa, whoa. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah, it's all reactionary, of course. And like this, this all around me. Well, that's an older one. That's that's an older song. Okay. Well, it's, it's stuff I, you flowed me. So <laughs> I'm a bit. You know how I came up with the order, the sequence for the this episode is in length. So the shorter ones you're hearing sooner. Okay. <laughs> because I didn't know. I'm, I'm, I'm working on this mind reading thing, but on the, in the meantime, kind of at the mercy of, you know, how I get it. So tell me, okay, explain about the era when this tune was written, Richard. All around me, that's uh, pretty old. That I don't remember when I wrote that. It was years ago. But that was on... I think uh, one of my bonus albums, like, you know, when you're working on something and you have extra songs. Right. So I put out these bonus albums for the fans, and uh, that was a lead-off track on, on a bonus album. I, I don't even remember what it was called now. <laughs> but I, I always liked that one, so I thought I'd send that along. Yeah, and, and so is it like just a song standing on its own or is it kind of a diary entry? Does it, when you listen back, do you recall? No, obviously you don't, but you like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trip. That's a trip. Then tell me about this new one. This new one was done all at your own pad. The new one is called 67,000 miles an album. And uh, yeah, it was all done in the, in the, New York apartment here, except for the drums. I, I, I play the drums at a regular studio first, bring them home, load them up into the old computer, and then start layering one one thing at a time. Do you make demos? No, nah, I don't demo anymore. Okay, I, so I, I when you when you go talking. outside in that other studio and do the drum tracks, that's actually the beginning of how the tracks are going to be. Yeah, that's it. I just play the drums without any music and that's it and then I just bring them home I do like about uh, 30 track drum tracks now just, do you have schemas planned out like uh, you know I'm going to go to the chorus I'm going to go to the bridge oh yeah yeah you got to yeah well yeah, I have it drum machine out. mode I guess you just get into one groove <laughs> on off yeah it's all worked out and I have my wife in the control room and signaling me when something's coming up because I'm kind of senile so she cues you she cues me when a chorus is coming but yeah it all it all works out you know uh, Marlon Blando right when he's doing The Godfather when you you're seeing like is it Robert Duvall who's consigliere yeah, yeah. yeah. So his back's to you, right? That's yeah. because Marlon's got his fucking dialogue taped to the chest. Because <laughs> he wouldn't memorize. <laughs> so it's kind of like that, but different. <laughs> so, and, and, and what about the words? Do they come last or first? They come last. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was compared to doing homework. It's like being back in school. It's got to be done. It's got to make sense. Got to rhyme. All those things, but 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 it's like on demand. Like here's a piece of music. Now I got to bring words to it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of rigid about that. I I write 
as a drummer, kind of yeah. certain, you know, patterns of rhythms in the, even in the, you know, the melody and the vocal. And then when I start to write the words, I got to stick right to that or it just throws me off. So it's a challenge. Okay. What about this tune until now? I want to play that one next. Okay. That was on, uh, not the new, new one, but I think the one before this okay. and that, uh, I'm, also played drums or a hat. The band's broken up, but I was in a band called the Doughboys. I right. Played drums in that band. Not the Canadian Doughboys, though. Remember we talked about no, that. No, not the Canadian, the American ones. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were way before that band. Right, 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 right. We were around back in the 60s. They kind of sounded like the Descendants. <laughs> okay, but let's, let's, let's just listen to Until Now. Yeah. 
means I'm broken and lame. If thine is the glory, then mine must be the shame. You want it darker. We kill the flame. Sanctified be thy holy name, vilified, crucified in the human frame. A million candles burning for the help that never came. You want it darker. There's a lover in the story, but the story's still the same. There's a lullaby for suffering and a paradox to blame, but it's written in the scriptures and it's not some idle claim. You want it darker? We kill the flame. They're lining up to prisoners and. Cards are taking aim. I struggled with some demons. They were middle class and tame. I didn't know I had permission to murder and to maim. You wanted darker. Sanctified be Thy holy name. Vilified, crucified in the human frame. A million candles burning for the love that never came. You want it darker.
I'm a seeker, searching for a thrill. And you know I won't care till I get what I crave. Pedro Show, start that chunk of music off with Until Now from Richard X. Heyman. Then we had the next part of uh, Will Hamilton's big piece about being a middle-aged musician. And it goes by his uh, Japan spirit name, Iramu. And this is Love Song for the Machines. Then we got something from the upcoming Vegeta Keltner Watt album, Every When We Go, the title song. This was done last, almost a year ago, 11 months ago. Strong Beach, Big Ego, and it's coming out. Second time I got to be in the studio with Jim Keltner. Incredible experience. He's really beautiful to me. You know, I asked him, because Mike Baguetta had me write a tune for this session. So I'm I'm running it down for Mr. Keltner. Is this okay? He goes, Mike, whatever you play makes me feel good. (laughs) <laughs> so kind of me. <laughs> and then he looked at because I brought Bluey the first time recorded uh-huh. with it now with the Dusty Hill tribute thing. And he goes, You know, Mike, if I played a bass, it would look like that. <laughs> Just great. 80 years old, right? Brought in his own drums, set wow. him up. Yeah, beautiful man. Then we had a, uh, myself, Pete Mazich, Talia, Nels Klein uh-huh. doing Walking to Cow, Daniel Johnson song. Something Kramer put up. Shimmy does. Egg with the new thing where he uh, does a. Uh, what's his name? That man from. Uh, Leonard Cohen. Yeah, from Canada. Uh, you want it darker. Model Home, a DC area with Big Deluge. I, I know they just did a gig in London with Fuson. 
Sawako Kosei Komatsu with Mori no Yume, which is uh, the Dreamwoods. Yeah. And then How I Quit Crack, best band name, right? <laughs> as Chris Collins, uh, uh, <laughs> wife there in Austin. Sense of Catch. And then finally, Crave, Richard, Richard X. Hayden. It's Crave from the new batch, Richard. Let's see. Uh, what's that called? Crave? Uh, yeah. How did you? C A R V E. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I, don't even, I think that's on the new. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it's all a big blur to me now. <laughs> <laughs> so they ain't really diary entries. <laughs> They're more like uh, incidents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they happened, and we got the record, right? We got the, uh, the document, the evidence, but... How I yeah, got yeah. there? Yeah. I got the uh, it's gone. <laughs> Talk to the hand. <laughs> What's that, Richard? No, I'm trying to find that one, but I, I got a few of the albums in front of me, but I don't have the uh, all of them. So it I, happened I to me. I remember Craig Abar doing this interview about the old days, you know, New Alliance and SST, Minuteman, Black Flag, and there was big holes in my fucking thing where I thought it was, you know, at the time it was the most intense period of my life. Yeah, you know what it is? You know, you work on this stuff and you listen to it over and over again and it's like the most important thing in your life at the time. And then when you finally finish it up, that's it. It's gone. And you Poof. put it out there. It's like out in the ether, you know, and it's like Absolutely. I forget. Like how many dumps do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> that could be intense in the moment. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. October 19, 2022 edition. Special guest, Richard X. Heyman, Old Time Hour yeah. 2. October 19, 2022, second hour of the Watch for Pedro.
you are. Help me please, oh Miss Brendan. Help me please, oh Miss Brendan.
Watch for Pedro Show. We start off the second hour. Richard X. Heyman, the cloud yes, walker, sir. with all I have. And people, this ain't from the new batch. It's from before. And we were enlightened to the fact why Richard really don't know some of these tunes because actually his wife picked the tunes. He said, pick what you like. So not, no, no, uh, not only does she run the sessions, she picks the tunes for the one from Pedro show. That's right. I have total trust in the woman. Yeah, yeah. Then we had, a, which is a good thing to do, because, uh, yeah, contempt breeds familiarity, or did I get that back? RO4, along with KSD 6700 with Eagle, MB Jones, brand new, Plastic Kisses, but we played the demo here before. Richard X. Heyman with Upside and Down. Is that new? That's a good one. Is it new? Well, no, that's a couple albums back, too. Okay. <laughs> I guess she's saving the new ones. Yeah, she's saving them up. Okay. Or maybe you're, you're like, evolving to longer tunes, because remember my sequence method? Okay, Bombas Prendon after that. Another D.C. area band. Help me, please. Finally, Richard X. Heyman with Wishful Thanking. Older do. That's older, too. Yes. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so... How many tunes you yes, got I, on? I, I, how many tunes, Richard? You got on the new album? The new album has fifteen songs on wow, it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so so I, far we've heard like eight songs. Well, no, yeah, I haven't picked one yet. <laughs> Get us ready, priming our pump. All right, all right, and uh, and like you were saying, part this was almost like chapter two of the last album because they both happened under the uh, the cloud of the situation. Well. When, when you play one of the new ones, all hell's going to break loose. <laughs> okay. You know, you started to say something about being in the Doughboys. Hmm. And did that have something to do with you record Man Alone? What do you mean? Well, like, you're, you're playing on everything on this record, right? Oh, all the instruments, yeah. But, but before you had your buddies from the old band play? Well, the... Doughboys themselves put out about six albums, and that was all done lot, pretty much live in the studio. It's kind of like a garage rock band, so everything's live and just, you know, got it done quickly. But but actually, Doughboys are from the garage band days, right? The 60s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got together. I started the band with the bass player in 1964. Yes, so we go way back. Yes. And what town? In Plainfield, New Jersey. Wow. Okay. And okay. so we, uh, yeah, we were living the whole 60s dream. What, were you thinking of the Beatles or Rolling Stones? Oh, that band was all Stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in those days, you had to pick sides, right? Yeah, I was, uh, I, I liked them both, but. The band itself was all Stones, Yardbirds, Animals, Kinks, and what? we did all. So England. Yeah, mainly that. You know, oh, what did they call it then, uh, Brother Matt? What's that? Invasion. Yeah, yeah, the British. Invasion. Yeah, the British invasion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There were some American bands that started to. No, kinda... no, no, Richard. If I remember correctly, like rock and roll starts here, Little Richard. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a bunch of personas. It's not really bands, right? England brings over the band idea. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and then it kind of, 
and, and you know, by the end of the 50s, the U.S. rock and roll was kind of popping out. Mm. And maybe the, the rock and roll kind of gets brought back. For sure, England brought, uh, uh, educated us with our own blues. Mm. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, the big thing, at least on the East Coast, was the Four Seasons. They were like the biggest thing. Right, singers. They had hit, hit after hit. And so when I first heard the Beatles on the radio, I just figured they were a vocal group. I thought they were going to be just four guys standing around singing like the Four Seasons. I had no idea they were a band until I saw them on TV. And, and was, that, that made a difference, right? Well, as a drummer, I was just like so blown away that it was a band with a guy yeah, because there was drums. bands playing with those post personas too, but they would never. Barry Gordy, like the Motown guys, they're not even on any of the record covers. Right. James Jamerson's like on two hundred top twenty. Joe Osborne, like 140, 150 country top tens. Wow. The, the names aren't on the front. Yeah. Oh, God. They, I mean, there's guys on the East Coast. Gary Chester played drums on the original Twist and Shout by the Isley Brothers. Sure. Guys you never heard of. And uh, j- j- and just Earl a sideman, right? They just pay Earl Palmer, right, out of New Orleans. End up, mm-hmm. I think, number two call man after Hal Blaine here. Well, he actually preceded Hal Blaine. He got Hal Blaine started out in L.A. Okay. But he, yeah, he played on all that uh, Little Richard stuff. He comes up with a kick drum for rock and roll, being steady instead of just bombs like in jazz. Yeah, I just finished reading his his autobiography. It's really good. Interesting. Yeah. uh, That that, that whole thing, I'll tell you a trip. That Larry, who did the last couple of years mm. of Stooges with me, told me about Earl Palmer. There's a crazy-ass movie, Zacharia or something with a Z, that Elvin Jones is in. He plays a gunslinger. Mm. And he does this whooping-ass drum solo. But they <laughs> fucked up the sound when they were recording. It's, it's the James Gang. Like, it's uh. some Western, but somehow the James Gang there. And he <laughs> challenges them to a drum-off. So Earl Palmer had to recreate the whole drum solo just watching Elvin Jones. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a trip. So, uh, yeah, w- there was one England band that was led by their drummer, right? Dave Clark Five? Yeah, I mean, the irony of that is that they say he didn't even play on the records. Yeah, but he owned the songs, right? He owned everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a shrewd businessman still, is to this day. <laughs> You know what's weird about that? I saw the Dave Clark Five at Carnegie Hall in uh, like April of 64. It was like the first tour. It was amazing. It was a lot of screaming. But there's not one live clip of them on YouTube, which is really weird. Wow. Now, he had his drums. He was on a riser way up front, right? He was different than the other. He was the guy in the rear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that, man. That was a big mistake the Minutemen did was not having George Hurley at the front of the stage. I've done that the last 20 years with my bands. I, it's me, rhythm music. Why be in denial? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this this whole thing, the idea of the drummer. Chico Hamilton couldn't get songwriting credits, and this was like the jazz genre. Well. Yeah, I mean, this whole th- kind of weird-ass thing about... Uh, Kind of discrimination against drummers. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's tough when you're the drummer and a songwriter in a band because the guitar players, they kind of resent the drummer all of a sudden trying to show them how to play the guitar part. So you got to be very diplomatic. 
figure that stuff out. My whole life as a songwriting drummer has been like trying to not piss off the guitar players. Right, because there's an art to actually... Yeah, because you got to take the guitar out of their hand, show them the song, and right away there's this resentment. You're the fucking drummer. What are you doing? Yeah, so... But you get past it. Well, the reality is we're all fucking drummers. One guy's (laughs) actually... Playing the machine. <laughs> no, that's 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 sincerely what I believe. You know, unless you're Paganini and you do ten thousand notes before you repeat, you know, uh, and wearing a cape, <laughs> that's work in the room. But all of us were doing these little rhythm patterns. We're all like little miniature drummers. I mean, Jesus, I think the first instrument that's was true. probably our feet beating the ground while we're dancing. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, John Mayall. You know John Mayall from Absolutely. Blues Breakers. A lot of uh, the English he, guys play. He with put him. out an album without a drummer because he he wanted to prove that the other instruments were playing just as rhythmically as the drums. So he did an album with no drums and did a tour. I saw him at the Fillmore. The whole band, no drummer. Whoa! Shows to go, you people. Look, we're at the end. No, we're not at the end. We're at the beginning of Brother Matt's bin <laughs> cycle. <laughs> Here we go, the other side of Mighty Feeble.
is lesson number three of the basic online and data communications course. In this lesson, we will be covering the communication companies or common carriers as they're called. And we'll have a glimpse into the understanding of communication lines and some, and some of the terminology that's used, used by these organizations.
have it. It's a spin cycle. Other side, mighty people. Brother, tell us why I did what you did. why. Well, well, mighty, mighty feeble, feeble effort, effort. Um, um, with, with, the, with, the, with the gear. gear. So, so still, 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 still on, on the one turntable turn plan, so that's why we heard the other side of that, that old classic, classic collection of tapes. tapes. But, but they, they're coming, coming from, from a number of different, different places, places, so it's pertinent like, like you played, played Danny. Still some variety. The only thing you had in common, I think, the one criteria, New Alliance Records asked for was that, was that a came on a cassette? cassette. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. No, no fancy, fancy schmancy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, thanks so, so much, much for bringing and reliving living 40 year old memories. Yeah. yeah. Remember, remember <laughs> that together? Yeah, dirt dirt dumped on 15th. Just in the north. No, no, the dumped on 13th. Yeah, that little four place. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Kono downstairs. My, My ceiling, ceiling Cassie, Cassie ceiling, ceiling, not you shout. <laughs> and then and the, the Roland, Roland family, family just uh, south, south of 13th. Uh-huh. No, it was Walker. Oh, it was Pat. It was, it was Pat. Yeah. And, and people, people not, not the, the one everyone, everyone knows, knows but his, his father. Thank you very much, but October 9th, 2022, second hour, Peter Show. Hold tight, October 19, 2022, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pete Rose Show.
It's a pinch hit. Swift and a pinch hit. Lagoon. It's an Iowa treat from me to you. It's a pinch hit. Swift and a pinch hit. Lagoon. Summer delight. I have a vacation for you.
Watch from Pedro Show. Start off the third hour. People from the new Richard X. Heyman album. Traveling salesman. Pig Shit Delight by Sam Lockward. Bob Bucko Jr. out of Iowa. And we had Body Kite. With Every Night I Body Kite. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> Rob Dobbin Speck with Yella. Kurt Stifle in the Swing Shift. Eating My Fingers. Hot Pursuit of Happiness is Tom's new project. We pay for this service. And finally, Second Street, Richard X. Heyman. Okay. New album. New album. Whoa. Yeah. Praise <laughs> me. Okay. Enlighten us to Traveling Salesman and Second Street, Brother Richard. Okay. Those are brand back and new. Uh, what happened was I was writing, like I said before, for the Doughboys. This kind of garage rock style, which is not really in my wheelhouse, truthfully. I'm more like kind of a pop guy. So I had all these songs that I wrote for them, and they put them on their albums, and they went out. And I thought, I should give them a crack myself. I should try to see what happens. So Traveling Salesman was a Doughboy song that I just did, and uh, came out pretty good, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so it got repurposed. Yeah, it got repurposed. But when you were writing it, you were thinking of them guys. Yeah, I was writing for the band, writing for the lead singer's voice, everything that they did, which was different than, than my pop sensibilities. You know, So I wrote for them specifically. But this, al- this new album is kind of like, I think I have six of those Doughboy songs on there, and the rest are new, more pop kind of songs. But so, I should mention the album is called 67,000 Miles an Album. And enlighten us to that meaning. Well, ever since I heard that the Earth was traveling at 67,000 miles an hour around the sun. Oh, okay. I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, you're sitting here, it seems so still and peaceful, but we're like, speeding through space at this enormous speed. And it just seemed like, wow, I mean, it kind of humbles you a bit. And I just thought, if we're traveling that distance in an hour, that means that somebody listening to my new album, which is about an hour long, that's why I made it so long, literally has traveled 67,000 miles from the first cut to the last cut. Crimey. So the relative thing, you know what's another trip, speaking of space? The moon orbits Earth the same time it takes to do a, its own version of the day. So that's why we never see the other side of it. Mm. It's spinning, but it's spinning the same speed it's turning around. Uh, <laughs> Ain't that yeah, that's, yeah, you know, when we're traveling at 67,000 miles, we're also spinning around on the axis. Of- Absolutely. Almost 1,100 miles an hour. So okay, it, so that's what that, the moon's doing. And then it's doing some kind of speed. That's 11,000 mm. because it, it, it's doing the orbit and its day, its own little uh, rotation right. at the same time. And that's why we never get to see. Interesting, the, yeah. The reason. Yeah, dark side. <laughs> the record is called that. You know, it's funny. There's little spiels in between the songs. Mm. And the last spiel on that record, because I had the 8-track as a boy, and of course I had to analyze it. He goes, there is no dark side of the moon. It's all dark. 
Right? Uh, that's that's English cynicism. Uh, if you want to understand Roger Waters, maybe a little bit. Okay, high line scenes. No, no. High line scenes. No. Yes. Before we get yes. that, before we get to that, I'm sorry, Richard. Enlighten yes, us to Second Street. Okay. Well, back in uh, the '70s and the '80s, there were parts of New York. What they I was going to say, Alph- Alphabet Land, <laughs> Alphabet City, and uh, Second Street was running through that and that's where a lot of people uh, went to uh, do what they had to do yeah you know who so, lives there and, and I got to visit him at his apartment in the same building as Allen Ginsberg uh, Richard Hale he oh. let me play his uh, oh. silver tone bass that is first bass ah. on, on 2nd street you know yeah. St. Mark's I, used and all to, yeah. I used to see the original television they were fantastic oh wow Anyway, we're going to play Highline Scenes, and you can hit yeah. us to that. We don't have to say any more about what people had to do to get it done. <laughs> I heard there were some parts where it was just a hole in the thing. You put the bones in one end, and you got the yeah. other stuff. In. Here we go. <laughs>
Cheap shot takers, dream forsakers belong. 
show last music for this edition started that chunk off with highline scenes from richard x Heyman, drum drummer who writes and leads the band i love it love it emily robb deeper than dust richard x Heyman, land hmm. yeah maybe another pick from uh, the wife yeah from the wife right so, if bawana if Norton, no, the Norton variations number one for alto and contra alto clarinets. Al Margolis out of Chester, New York. Severed head in a bag with man with the exploding head. I had to scissor it last week, but, oh. that and, but was not gone to the ether. Just took a week to get there. Took a week to get there. Didn't want to fucking choke out the Gary Jacoby ensemble. <laughs> What on mandolin, I think the only time I've ever recorded it, although one day Jim O'Rourke wants me to. And then finally, So What, Richard X. Heyman. Now, I was listening to this. I was, wow, did he cover Miles Davis? <laughs> da, da, ba, do, 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 do. Little Paul Chamber. So, so enlighten us to these. T- now, one was from The Wife, right? And uh, Highline Scenes of So What is our new ones? Yeah, Highline Scenes a new one. That's about the Highline here in New York. It's like a cool part kind of a, a garden pathway that they absolutely yeah you know they renovated from an old train track it's neat very scenic yeah yeah so as I like it, you know repurposing is happening hmm. 
No, we could do it with yeah. tunes. We could do it with fucking railroad sub, yeah. sunken, embedded railroad track. Yeah, it worked out well. And so what? So what's a few albums back? Uh, so she must have picked that one. And uh, it's kind of, I have some uh, horns on that one. And it's kind of a, kind of a soul wannabe song. And what about hand, uh, Land? Not Hand. Land's another oldie that I wrote for the Doughboys, so uh, it's kind of a Stones wannabe kind of song, I guess you'd say. Now, you know, when you listen to them Stones singles, man, is the percussion loud, like maracas or tambourine. Mm. It's louder than Charlie Watts sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that? And Do you think it's because of AM radios in the mid-range and... I just think they produced uh, the percussion way loud back then. Yeah. You hear that on, you know, some Motown stuff too. Absolutely, absolutely. And the, they used to have the chains. Remember they hit, they get uh, the chains from a, uh, you know, that you put on like a tire, snow chain. Sure. And whack them on the floor. And that, that was the two and four. It's pretty near like Foley in silent yeah. movies. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the percussion is really loud on some of those them sixty songs. They're incredible. Uh, even that Pink Floyd, that one with Sid Barrett, you know, some of the percussion is so intensely loud. But I dig it. And what, what, are, what, what are your? I mean, you're a trap player, yeah, basically. But do you get in on percussion? Well, I'm recording for sure. Yeah, I got uh, bongos, congas. I got it all. Maracas. What about Free. what about cowbell? <laughs> you no, know, that, that uh, SNL skit ruined it for the cowbell. But you know, before yeah. before that skit, I saw the California Jam, and there were, the band that opened up was Rare Earth, and they had a dude just on cowbell the whole gig. His hand must have been throbbing, right? You beating on a, a fucking cow, a cowbellist. Yeah, that skit. Scared me away from using it again. I, I used to use it, and now I'm scared people are going to just, you know, make fun of it. So, Where can people yeah. find you on the internet? You got your uh, richardxhayman.com. People, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-X-H-E-Y-M-A-N.com. Yes, sir. Okay. And and that's from there, you can... probably got links to everywhere else, all that corporate telephone post stuff that you staple up flyers. Yes. And your next plan? Are you already thinking of the next record? Well, I'm working on the bonus stuff. You know, I got some leftover tracks. So I'm going to finish those up for the fans. You know, we do a, a Kickstarter campaign for these albums. So people that donated a certain amount get the bonus stuff. So I got to finish oh, that up. Thank you, people who donate to help Richard X. Heyman with his projects because they're beautiful. Yeah. And the next one you get done, will you come back on the show and talk about it with us? I certainly will. Love it, love it. Keep on keeping on, Brother Richard. Ah, uh, thank you. Okay, thank people, you. it's been the October 19, 2022 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.